back. It's Monday. Did we all have a good weekend? Did we all did we all have dinner with our bosses over the weekend? <laughs> I tell you this uh, this news with uh, with Bill Gates is certainly not going to go away. And I said this right from the start. Of course it won't go away. It's a it's a huge name. Of course this isn't this isn't going to go away and this isn't going to be the last uh, accusation that we hear from from people um, associated with with Bill Gates. Mm. Wow, it's 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 interesting because you know these these people, all these people who have been accused of horrible things. You know. They're all horrible pieces of work, but they actually really they really clever people. Think about it. You know, Jeffrey Epstein, horrible person. But he killed himself because he had a lot of information that we all needed to know and wanted to know. And well, you can't you can't prosecute somebody who's dead. It's gonna be quite a difficult job. It's the same as um, Jimmy Savile. He was a a a DJ on um, Radio One, uh, BBC Radio One, uh, in the seventies. Uh, he was also a kids' television presenter on the BBC in the seventies, and he used to go into television in the seventies because you know there was only, I think, two channels two television channels in the UK that time. And he used to go into kids' television and go up to little girls and ask them, can you tell what it is? Do you know what it is? And whilst he's saying that, he's rubbing his penis. And, uh, you know, this this case, this case got brought to, to light a few years ago. But the problem is he killed himself. So what are you going to do? You can't prosecute the guy because I mean, he's dead. And what's what's really sad is that all these all these victims from Jimmy Savile, Jeffrey Epstein, they unfortunately have to live in this horrible in this horrible uh, uh, torment that they've experienced because they you know you can't do anything about it you know we we hate you know we hate pedophiles we hate rapists we hate uh, dictators you know they're all horrible nasty pieces of work but the thing is they're all very clever people because they think about what exactly is going to happen to them should any evidence be brought upon them. And the best way the best way to not reveal what happened is by killing yourself. And uh, that's one of the reasons, obviously, why Jeffrey Epstein killed himself is because there was a big court case against him. And he thought, well, no one's going to know my secrets. No one's going to know exactly what I used to do to little children. And it's the same as Jimmy Savile. In fact, it's actually the same as this uh, Christian B, this uh, this German guy who supposedly kidnapped Madeleine McCann, 
that little British uh, girl whose parents uh, 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 went on holiday in Portugal. You know, some news has come out in Germany that, uh, or prosecutors in Germany have have said it's almost impossible that uh, this uh, Christian B guy uh, brought brought Madeleine McCann to Germany. It's it's impossible because at the time he got arrested in Germany, supposedly according to prosecutors, uh, this house he was living in there was no. There was no evidence of people being buried in in this house. So the German police and German prosecutors are confident that he killed this this poor girl in, in Portugal. It's a terrible thing. It's terrible news. But, you know, he knew what he was doing. And they all know what they're doing. You know, they're horrible, horrible pieces of work. But you've got to remember that these guys do things and they know what the result's going to be. They know people are going to find out. They're not stupid. So the best way to, the best way to, uh, to get rid of the evidence is by killing yourself. Well, uh, apart from Christian B, he's in, he's in jail in Germany and it doesn't look like he's going to be released anytime soon, but he's in jail for separate other incidents. He apparently also abducted some other little German kid uh, in the early 2000s, and he also uh, raped some old uh, lady in Portugal, I think, some American. So disgusting, horrible pieces of art, these people. Mm, this isn't going to be the last we hear from uh, from the Bill Gates scandal. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, we'll get more into this uh this uh, Bill Gates uh, uh, shenanigans uh, in the news later, but um, I must say, uh, and I'm I'm actually <laughs> I'm quite impressed with uh, with Lianka's uh, work ethic um, because uh, she's actually talking to us in um in a cafe, and uh, I need to I need to just make sure it's a cafe or is it a coffee shop that you're talking to us from, Lianka? Yeah, no, not a coffee shop. It's not um, it's not the Dutch coffee shop that you and I are thinking. No. Of, right. <laughs> when I told you this morning I would be at a coffee shop, uh, I was just thinking like, oh, a place where I can drink coffee. But I completely forgot that the Dutch call yeah the weed dispensaries coffee shops. It's actually a mistake I think that a lot of people make, uh, and sometimes, yeah, uh, they, they, I don't know, I guess they embarrass themselves when they do it, they'll ask like an old lady on the street, they're like, where's the coffee shop, and the old lady will be like, oh, you heathen, um, and actually all they mean is a cafe, so yeah, I think it's a mistake that a lot of foreigners make in the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, if you had to, if you had to ask somebody, uh, you know, for a coffee shop, they'd be like, yeah, like, uh, like yeah, you just go like around the corner and then yeah, it's just like you can't miss it, man. It's like it's like right there. That's probably what they would say in Cape Town. Uh, yeah, that did sound like a Cape Townian there, I guess. Funny, I've never actually been to Cape Town. I've lived in South Africa, but I've never been to Cape Town. Oh, it's great! You should definitely, if you ever go back to South Africa, you should definitely make a mission to go down there. It's a lovely city. So I, many nice things to do. I think the closest I've ever been to 
Cape Town, if I can call it that. It's not actually close to Cape Town, but uh, I've been to, uh, what was that place called? Pietratief. Do you know Pietratief? that? Pietratief. Do you know it? Uh, yeah, but I don't remember. Is it in the Eastern Cape or the Western Cape or something? It's actually it's actually on the way to um to Richards Bay in 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 Natal, but um. Oh uh, yeah, I wanted to say I thought it it sounded more like it was Natal, and then I was like, but if it's on the way to Cape Town, it must be in one of the other provinces then. Hmm. Well, you see the thing with the thing with the only the only thing synonymous with Pietradief is that was the place where um, General uh, De La Rey was um, executed by the British. Well, uh, yeah. he was shot <laughs> by the British, not executed. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, yeah. he still died. I've forgotten, I forgot, I forgotten my South African history a bit. I used to know it very well, but I haven't had to use it for many years. So now I don't know it so well anymore. You know, surprisingly, and this 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 is going to surprise you, and, and and it surprises quite a few people, is that uh, I actually, uh, growing up, I I when I was a kid, I lived in um, what do they call that place now? Uh, or they used to call it um, uh, Peters Petersburg. Ah, uh, yeah. What Polokwane, yeah. And I used to live there. I think I must have been about. Four or five, I think I must have been four when I lived there. But that place, I tell you, that place is real Africana. There, they wear those. Um, they still, I think they still do. Actually, they still wear those brown, those brown shoes, those brown <laughs> leather shoes. You know which the ones fatties? I'm talking about. Yeah, the fannies, man. A lot yeah. of a lot of farmers still wear them. They're still like uh, like in fashion in South Africa. And those short shorts with their long socks. Yeah, dude, that's like the farmer uniform. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever change. So for me, that's sort of like very typical South Africa. It's kind of like uh, uh, I get nostalgic when I think about that outfit. But I tell you, this the, the thing that surprises a lot of people is that because I lived in, you know, uh, Afrikaans places, you would think that I could speak or at least understand Afrikaans, but... That isn't the case. I mean, obviously, you know, growing up in Johannesburg, which pre- predominantly is English, but before, before Johannesburg actually used to be a heavy Afrikaner uh, uh, city. Really? I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the Joburgers that I've ever met, they were also like you. They, their Afrikaans weren't so good. But I mean, I moved from Pretoria to Johannesburg, and all the people that I know knew in Johannesburg also mostly moved from Pretoria to Johannesburg or had some connection with Pretoria, like they went to school with us or something. So I actually have met very few like legit Joburgers in my life. I tell you, I uh, I had a dream. I've been actually I've been having dreams lately, and um, I've been having dreams that I've been speaking Dutch in my dream, and it's a it's a fantastic phenomenon because. I, I can't speak Dutch, but I've been having these dreams and I'm having full-on conversations in Dutch. I can't tell you what I'm saying because I can't even I can't even understand Afrikaans, but I'm speaking Dutch. So I'm just hoping these dreams will become reality at some point. Yeah, dude, embrace it. It's great if you can speak <laughs> the language of the country. It makes life so much easier. Mm. I always, uh, I really struggled with the Japanese when I was in Japan and... Uh, 
I mean, I just yeah, had to make such a big effort to learn it. So eventually I was like, well, this is a, an uphill, like a losing battle. So I decided to move to the Netherlands where I can already speak the language. Hmm. So you, you said you, you, you lived in Pretoria. Yeah, so I'm you're a Pretoria, Pretoria Mason. Yeah, you know, 100% Pretoria. Well, yes, yes. So I see Natasha's also a, a Pretoria Macy. She's also from Pretoria. Oh, lucky man. Mm. I'm sure we, we were hanging out at the same places. But uh, tell me, because I need to know this, every time I meet somebody from Pretoria, did you also walk with no, did you also used to walk with no shoes on when you were growing up? Or is that just a stereotypical thing? No, of course we did. I thought everyone in South Africa did it. Maybe not in Johannesburg. Did you guys not do it? <laughs> no, we're a little bit uh, Western in Johannesburg. A little bit more civilized. You just, you just mean boring. Because mm. I, I asked Natasha this because you know I've been to Pretoria because I had I've got friends who went to Tux in Pretoria, and um, you know I, I've always had this phenomena this phenomena in my mind because funny enough my neighbor in Johannesburg. Um, was Afrikaans. It was heavy Afrikaners. And their kids never used to wear shoes. And every time they would ask me, hey, you know, do you want to play Do you want to play cricket with us in the, in the streets? They would never wear shoes. And then I would think, oh, this is okay. And then, you know, as I'm about to go outside, my parents would say to me, what are you doing? So I said, oh, I'm going to go play cricket outside with the neighbors. But you must put some shoes on. Anyway, I, I would say, but why? They're not wearing shoes. Why must I wear shoes? But but then, you know, this whole imperialism English thing comes out of them and they tell you, no, the reason why Afrikaners don't wear shoes is because apparently when they were born, when, baby, when, the, when the babies are born, they actually uh, burn their feet, the bottom of their feet. So that's why they can't feel anything when they walk without shoes. What? No, <laughs> that's definitely not true. <laughs> Walking barefoot is our connection to nature and the earth, man. If you have like a layer you. between you and like Mother Gaia all the time, like you lose out on so much. It's so <laughs> much nicer to be connected to the world like that. And I used to get so annoyed because now I must, now I must go put some shoes on before I can even go play outside. But uh, this is why I've, I've always been fascinated with people from Pretoria because you know, there's a whole like a uh, 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 folklore that you know. If people there don't wear shoes when they they even go to the supermarket without shoes on and and they've got these these dirty dirty brown feet. I mean, as a child, I often <laughs> went to the supermarket without shoes. I don't think my mom ever did, but my mom would walk barefoot at home, like in the garden and stuff. And even I guess when she went to go visit neighbors and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was. I mean, I loved it. It was so much fun. I think like uh, it's also really good for the development of the muscles in your foot, man. I think so. Like all the pressure points, like what do you call those, uh, like the acupuncture points. Well, look, I, I have nothing against it because as I said, I at, at any opportunity I had when I was a kid, I would never wear shoes. But uh, just, to, uh, just to reassure everybody, I have nothing against people not wearing any shoes. In fact, there's actually a, a song by um, uh, Desmond and the Tutus. How does it go? I love Pretoria girls. I love Pretoria girls. I love Pretoria girls. Hmm. 
Aren't they a Pretoria band, though? Yeah. I don't remember correctly. I think yeah, so, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> we have a, a lot of the rock bands are from Pretoria, actually. Yeah, I know. You guys have an obsession with rock over there. It's great. I mean, yeah, we you, love it. You produce great artists. But uh, what did you get up to this weekend? Anything interesting? Because you told me you were you told me on Friday you weren't going to do anything interesting. But um, anything I, interesting you did? Yeah, it turned out to be quite a good weekend. On Friday, I had a little house party with my housemates, like impromptu house party. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that was great. And then on Saturday, I did some sewing on campus with the study girls. And on Sunday, I ended up in Den Haag visiting a friend. And... The weather was, I, I mean, it was like on and off, like some parts were sunny, some parts were really rainy, uh, but we did actually make it out to the beach and we ate some fish and stuff, so that was great. Some kibbling on the beach. Oh, nice. Well, the weather, as you say, the weather was actually not as bad as my weather apps were, were reporting, but as I said, you can't rely on weather apps here in the Netherlands because they're just like politicians. They lie and they manipulate you, so and that's good, very good. Um... I had a very pretty boring weekend. Um, I did. I I watched a, a, a episode, or not an episode. I watched a documentary on Netflix. Um, it was the um, the Adam Lambert and Queen um, documentary, because you know uh, uh, he's touring. He's well, they were touring before the pandemic started, but Adam Lambert and Queen started this uh, collaboration, and they started all these world these world tours. And uh, basically, this this um, this documentary uh, goes by, and and they interview all the all the band members of um, of Queen. And basically, uh, you know, Brian May of Queen, you know, he says, if 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 you don't like the way Queen sounds now, that's fine. Don't listen to us and don't come to our concerts because we're not trying to replicate Freddie Mercury. So this, he said, this is the problem. When people go to the concerts with Adam Lambert, because they know what Queen sounds like because of Freddie Mercury, they all get very disappointed because Adam Lambert doesn't sound like Freddie Mercury. And they said, that's not what they, were, that's not what they wanted to do. Basically, they just wanted to revive Queen and be able to go on tour. Well, I mean, I guess there's an argument to be made here, but like. Queen wasn't only Freddie Mercury, but if you're going to label something and brand it Queen, you know, that's the expectation that people are going to have. So you're already creating this uh, idea in people's head of what they, what they can expect. So mm. maybe they should just like, approach it from a different angle, like say Queen Revived or Queen something else. Uh, and so, the, yeah, that people don't like walk into the show with this idea that they're going to listen to Queen. Well, exactly. And I think, look, however Queen sounds, I would still love to go see Queen because I've never seen Queen. And I think they are a terrific band. They probably one of my top five all time favorite bands that I listen to. So I'll, I would love to go see Queen, even if it's Adam Lambert singing, because I even think Adam Lambert is a is a cool person. And I think if Freddie Mercury, if Freddie Mercury was still alive, he probably would be exactly the same as Adam Lambert. He would st still, you know, he would probably dress the same as Adam Lambert does, which is very, you know, very uh, 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 flamboyant. 
So I think, if anything, Queen's actually just brought the, the band into the 21st century, or modern 21st well, century. That's a, that's a, a good take on it, I mean, mm. a good opinion to have. Maybe that's something you should post on social media when people are criticizing the band, saying, like, no, look at the, the guys, like, the rest of the band, are, it's also, they're also really tight musicians, you know, like, it wasn't only Freddie Mercury. They produced great music, and it took, like, all four of them to do it. So you're like, don't be hating on Queen. Well, you see, the thing is, you're never going to please anyone and everyone. So, you know, it's just one of those things. I think it's a pretty cool thing, just purely, as I say, purely because I've got the opportunity and serve many other people to go and see Queen and go and sing a Queen song in concert, which I think is terrific. So I was quite uh, intrigued and indulged by, you know, watching um, this documentary. Uh, apart from that, I, 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 didn't, I did nothing else. Um, yeah, I spoke with, um, I spoke with uh, someone who is going to be um, joining us very soon on Amsterdam Lab, another person who's interested in what we're doing. Uh, I had a call with them yesterday. Um, so I'll give more details about that uh, later on in the week. But um, I'm very excited, and uh, I'm very excited about what's going to be happening in the next months, weeks, years. So yes, fresh blood coming to Amsterdam Lab soon. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited that people still find us relevant, which is good. Now, um, what do you think about this uh, this this Bill Gates uh, saga? Yeah, I knew. I read the article this morning, and I was like, I I knew you were gonna <laughs> you're gonna bring it up, and you're gonna have something to say about it. Well, of course, because uh, it's not yeah. just because it's Bill Gates, but I mean, it's it's quite a big deal. This. Well, I mean, my opinion about people who are cheating, as someone who's been cheated on. All cheaters should go to hell. Like, cheating is like the most selfish thing you can do. It's just terrible. Everyone always has an excuse for why they cheat. But I've been seeing, like, the comments uh, on these articles, like, how forgiving people are. They're like, oh, everyone cheats. So, like, why are we, why are we being, like, reacting in this way? Why are we canceling bullcates? Why is, uh, yeah, like, why is the reaction this severe? And for me, that's really problematic that people are just accepting cheating as something that's natural or normal or something that everyone does. Like, for me, that is not an option. <laughs> so if, if your boss asked you to go for dinner, now bear in mind, okay, if, if your boss was Bill Gates, you know, I know, and everybody knows that when he's asking for dinner, he's not asking for food. He's asking for another kind of dinner. You know, dinner's just a disguise for what he actually really wants for dinner. Would you go? I mean, would you go for? Would you go? Would you go for dinner with him? I mean, I wouldn't assume that if you said let's go to dinner, that there was an ulterior motive. I don't think I, I necessarily assume that. I mean, maybe he wants to discuss uh, like uh, some ideas, or maybe he wants my opinion on something. So I would give him the benefit of the doubt. Lienka, would you go? Well, dinner with me. What is that sound you're making? That sounds suspicious. I'm just really excited <laughs> about 
I mean, going for dinner with you. I mean, if that was the sound he was making while he was asking me that, I would say no. <laughs> Look, I. But I mean, in a professional context, if I was working with Bill Gates and the boss asked me to dinner, I would be like, yes, okay, I'll go. And maybe I'll be kind of nervous and I feel like maybe I had to oblige and like, uh, I don't want to say obey his command, but I mean, I would feel obligated to go at least because he's my boss and superior. Well, I, I, I asked uh, Natasha, who's the producer of the show, and uh, she also tells me, uh, she also tells me most days that I'm a useless presenter, but I, I encourage her to tell me this. So I asked her this, and she sent me a voice note back, and this is what Natasha said. Um, if Bill Gates asked her um, out for, for dinner. It would depend on the context. Is this dinner dinner or a business dinner? Mm. If it's a business dinner with a clear no, purpose, definitely no, not. no hidden agendas, then the answer would be yes. Mm. If it's just to go out for dinner for dinner's sake, then seeing that I'm a married woman, likely not. And you see, she's such a she's such a loyal wife, Natasha. But uh, and the thing about Natasha is, she would she's so she can she she can tell someone is a creep from a mile away because she can see right through them so even if, if bill gates asked her she could see right away that you know she would see straight through the guy that this isn't dinner that he's asking for this is you know dinner i'll pay for you but uh you better give me a blow job afterwards or some intercourse or something uh I guess I agree with Natasha. Maybe I would just go for the dinner to be like, oh, yeah, this this guy is obviously wanting something different. But then I'll go to the dinner and then I'll just be like, bye afterwards. And since it's Bill Gates, I'd probably spend a lot of money on like champagne and lobster and stuff. So, you know. Oh, so you would rack the bill up before you leave. I mean, if he's trying to pull like a sneaky one, if he's still trying to pull one over on me and thinking that he can get something out of the dinner. He tries to touch uh, your, your, yeah, your leg yeah, I underneath the table. <laughs> I don't know why guys just think that women are so, like, it's so easy or cheap to buy us. Like, oh, if I take you for dinner, you should put out. So, no. Well, according to reports, um, apparently Bill Gates has also pursued women at Microsoft while he was married. Now, uh, six former and current employees for Gates uh, told the New York Times that he created an uncomfortable workplace. Uh, in 2006, he asked a female colleague if she wanted to have dinner with him uh, in an email. And uh, he said in the email, if this makes you uncomfortable, let's pretend this didn't happen. Hmm. Now, another woman who worked for Gates, uh, for Gates's uh, phil philant philanthropic uh, foundation told the New York Times that uh, he asked her out uh, during a work trip to New York uh, saying that uh, Bill Gates said that I want to see you will you have dinner with me Jesus this guy loves having dinner so I guess it's the easiest way to get a woman alone because it sounds so innocent maybe even though there's like ulterior motives behind the invitation well, a spokesperson for Bill Gates, uh, ironically, is also female. Um, she said um, he has never mistreated any employees and has slammed the rumors and speculation about uh, his relationships uh, with these female workers. 
and his divorce, saying it's all rubbish. Uh, she said that the rumors and speculation surrounding these incidents are becoming increasingly absurd and that it's unfortunate that people who have little to no knowledge of the situation are being categorized as sources. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I women th- sometimes also like perpetuate misogyny, so it's very difficult to know whether or not she really believes that Bill Gates is a good guy or if she's just acting in such a way because she thinks, uh, yeah, she's expected to, like, I don't know, preserve like his uh, legacy or something like that. You see, I got this all wrong right from the beginning because I said, I said it was actually Melinda who, you know, was getting bored of Bill Gates. But actually, it turns out it's Bill Gates that was, that's, was bored of, of Melinda. And I think, you know, after all of this news has come out, I think maybe Melinda um, hired a secret investigator to go spy on Bill Gates. And then he reported back to her and said, look, this is what's been happening behind your back. You know, and now, obviously, to her defense, she's asked for a divorce, and she's probably she's probably going to settle with quite a lot of money. So, interesting. I I I think. I think this isn't going to be the last we hear about this. I still think there's lots of stories going to come out in the press, and especially with a wealthy business entrepreneur person as Bill Gates a very powerful person, this isn't going to be the last. There's going to be plenty more females uh, that will come out uh, after this and say, hashtag me too. I mean, that's normally how the cookie crumbles, you know, like one person is brave enough to step up and then everyone else uh, who suffered sort of the same fate, they would eventually also like muster up the courage and sort of band together. So it is good if things like this uh, are eventually exposed. Of course, and you shouldn't you shouldn't make your 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 colleagues, especially those of a female uh, uh, nature, feel uncomfortable at your workplace. I mean, I am a business owner and I the last thing I would want is to make you, Natasha, and any other females that I have working with me uncomfortable um, in my in my environment that I work in. Well, I mean, all we want is the same that everyone wants is to, you know, treat us with respect and dignity and don't expect anything from us that you wouldn't expect from, uh, I guess, a male employee. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, it's, I mean, it's very easy. So it's, the rules are not that difficult. So look, if I, if, I asked, if I asked you out for dinner, would you go with me? <laughs> I mean, not right now, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if we work together for like a few years and, you know, I'm, All right. I'm not, not, I'm not only saying you necessarily, but you know, some people do meet at work and they do fall in love. So I guess it's also can be seen as a treacherous environment. Uh, like with, with all of this coming out now, with Bill Gates and like how he's sort of using authority to maybe intimidate women to, to meet him for dinner or do maybe something else as well. Uh, I guess it, it makes it uncomfortable for people who do really develop a physical or like emotional connection to maybe like know whether or not it's okay then to pursue a love interest at work. But you remember what I said on Friday and this is, 
this is the biggest fear I have is when you are in a relationship for so long, you you might forget you might uh, uh, just start getting a little bit tired of that person, and I think this is perhaps, and I'm not I'm not I'm not in any way taking Bill Gates aside, but I think this is what Bill Gates must have been going through. He must have obviously be after you know being married for 26 years or 27 years or however long it it has been. He's obviously been very bored and gotten very bored with Melinda, and that's probably why he's he's you know uh, done what he's done and asked all these colleagues if they want to go out for dinner. Well, you know, regardless of what the case might be, I mean, of course, being with someone for twenty-seven years, it does get stale, it does get uncomfortable, but there are very a lot of different ways to mediate the situation. First would be to go for couples counseling. You know, if that doesn't work, then you start, like, discussing more modern solutions to the problem, like polyamory or an open relationship and things like that. And, you know, like, all of this happens with the knowledge of both parties, so no one is feeling like they're being cheated on or lied to or being done in. And, you know, if whoever your partner is doesn't want to have a relationship that's open or polyamorous, and this is something that you feel that you need to pursue, then you, like, man up and, yeah, get a divorce before you start cheating. Like, there is no reason in the world to, like, go behind someone's back and do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I totally agree. I think Bill Gates thought, you know, because obviously he's very powerful, he's very rich, he could probably silence these people, but obviously, you know, in the in the generation that we live in now, with the hashtag Me Too and all of that, people are going to speak out because they have a voice, and rightly so. Now, uh, Microsoft, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I just wanted to say the truth normally has a way of, yeah, rearing its head. Popping out somewhere, yeah. Well, we all know where Bill Gates wanted to put his head. Now, uh, Microsoft has conducted a probe into Bill Gates uh, in in his involvement with with these with these employees. Um, after it was heard that in 2019 he tried to start a romantic relationship with someone at the company, uh, Microsoft has said it it has received a concern. Uh, in the later half of 2019, that Gates that Gates had sought to uh, initiate uh, initiate a intimate relationship with a company employee. Uh, as a statement said, um, Microsoft went on to say that a committee of the board reviewed the concern, uh, aided by an outside law firm, uh, to con- to conduct a thorough investigation. Now, throughout the investigation, Microsoft prov- uh, provided extensive support to the employee who raised concern. Now, that's very interesting because Bill Gates, uh, uh, Microsoft, which is the company Bill Gates founded, has actually taken the side of the employee and not that of the owner. So, well done, Microsoft, for that. Yeah, no, they need to be commended on that for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, some other news happened because obviously... In- I don't want to talk just all about uh, uh, Bill Gates because I'm pretty sure that's on Friday when we're back. Uh, and I think Lianca's going to be in the studio on Friday. I think you're going to be yes, here. That's right. I will be there on Friday. All right. I'm My gonna, first time at the studio. I'm going to take you out for dinner on Friday, right? Oh, you are? <laughs> that's, uh-huh. 
I see what's happening. I see what's going on here. But if it's a company dinner, then I'm in. Well, that's what, that's what Bill Gates said. Now, uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the this is, this isn't going to be the last. I'm pretty sure that on Friday we are going to hear more uh, uh, evidence that has come out from this uh, this uh, saga. But in in other news, now uh, bars, cafes, bars and cafes will 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 be open for longer hours from Wednesday. Uh, gyms can reopen again. And sex workers, yay, uh, can play with themselves. I mean, play with their trade. Um, uh, in new, in new, uh, in new um, government uh, relaxation rules. Now, the government has decided it is responsible to relax the corona regulations even further. Um, the changes had been penciled in with the, with, the, with the provision that the infection rates would slow sufficiently enough to allow re a relaxation. Uh, my favorite uh, person in the whole world and a, a big fan of the show, uh, Health Minister Hugo de Jong, uh, told reporters today, uh, he said that is, it's, listen to this, it's largely, due, it's largely due to the impact of the vaccine. What vaccine? You mean the one I haven't got yet? Oh, that vaccine, yes. Yeah, I'm also not sure how, where this government easing is coming from. Like, I mean, it's, it sounds like everything has been done very haphazardly. It, it doesn't really seem like there's any rhythm or rhyme to it. Because well, uh, as far as I know, only about 7 million people in the country have been vaccinated, which is almost half. To, to be fair, but I have not personally met or heard of anyone that got vaccinated except like the one, like one person who's like, like very far related to me. Yeah. And he's like 75 as well. So I haven't heard of anyone maybe under the age of 50 receiving the vaccine. It's interesting because he, 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 he made a pledge that from this week until the end of July, a million people a week, a week will get their vaccine. So, you you can tell he's a he's this guy's a raging alcoholic because this is the kind of stuff an alcoholic would say if they've drank too much. That they you know they don't make any sense at all. So I don't know where these where these numbers are where where he's getting these numbers from. But anyway. Yeah, I'm also surprised by the government relaxation of the rules. But I mean, I'm happy everything is opening up. I think. Uh, it's probably an economic reason, and I, sure. I fully support people not running, like not going out of business anymore. Um, like it's it's sad about the corona, but uh, a lot of articles have been saying that we'll have to learn to live with it, unfortunately. So I guess keeping the distance and wearing a face mask is here to stay for now. No, of course, the corona is going to be the new flu. It's going to be here forever until another new uh, uh, variant yeah. comes along. So and. It's just going to be a continuing thing. Exactly. I'm, I'm, look, I'm happy for the sex workers because finally they're actually going to get paid for doing stuff they enjoy. So that's terrific news. Uh, ministers are also looking at further relaxations of the rules covering schools and universities and will decide on that next week. So there you go, Lianka. You might be able to have more people in your classroom from next week. 
Well, our class is very small, so we're only nine people, so we are already allowed to meet, and because we're a practice-based education, we have special permission. Um, yeah, we're not allowed to meet with the second year, so, so the first year and the second years have been kept very separate, um, but our classroom is big enough to allow for nine of us to meet in the room. Hmm. Uh, they've been having the windows and stuff open, and it's been freezing, so that's been not fun. <laughs> Mm. Uh, also, the universities, uh, if you're a university student, I don't know if I told you before, but uh, you can get like four self-tests a week now. Yeah. So my first set of self-tests arrive on uh, Friday, actually, I got them. So yeah, we have unlimited uh, supply of self-tests that we get for free. So I guess they're going to expect us to just test regularly to, um, to join classes on campus. I think, yeah, that's, that's probably the, the way forwards from now on. Now, uh, Republican Liz Cheney has said she regrets uh, voting for Donald Trump in November and has repeated her vow to, to, pre to prevent him from returning to the Oval Office in four years' time. Uh, she spoke of the possibility of Trump running uh, in the next White House election and vowed she will do everything she can to make sure he's not the nominee. Hmm. Well, I mean... He's already like 72 or 73, man. He's going to be like 77 in four years, regardless of what you think of him as a president, pro or against. Like, he's getting too old, man. Like, there should be a limit for, like, an age limit for when people can run for office. No offense to, like, I don't want to be ageist. <laughs> this sounds like a very ageist comment. But people normally retire at age 65, and then you can just sort of, like, chill and hang out. Like, why would you want to run a country when you're that old? Like, uh, it's a, Sorry, it's a, that old, I guess. Yeah, when you're that old, like just chill out. Do you know what it? It's a penis thing because it, you know, uh, it, it's a penis thing because when you get to that age, you still think you've got a very big penis, and Trump clearly thinks he's got a very big penis still. I don't know how big his penis is, but I think. I mean, is that a is that a string of really attractive wives? So. Well. So maybe that's just the money. Well, yeah, I think that's the money talking, not the penis. Um. I just want to say about the presidents, I also think there should be like a minimum age for presidents. Like no one under the age of 45 should be become a president. That's too young. I think the sweet spot is like 50 to 65 for presidents. <laughs> I, this, is, this is my opinion about presidency. I also think that in America, there shouldn't actually be a, a, a two-year limit. Because I think that if that wasn't the case, Obama would still be a president of, of America. But because you there's mean a two terms? Two terms, yeah. Yeah, but if you don't have like a cut of time, then uh, you know, like you run the risk of a dictatorship, which is what they have in a lot of countries. Sure, elected but, dictatorship. Sure, but I think if uh, if Obama was still in charge, which I I still think he would have been, America probably would be in a much better place. But that's just my opinion of it. So. Yeah, I think America should take away the two the two term um, uh, extension and just make it unlimited, and just see what happens. Now, uh, sticking with the U.S., um, U.S. telecoms company AT and T is finalizing a hundred and fifty billion dollar deal with Discovery uh, that would see them create a streaming giant. Uh, AT&T already own CNN, HBO, and Warner Brothers after acquiring the brands in a $108.7 billion purchase back in 2018. 
uh, a senior spokesperson for AT&T said, it's making an offensive strategic move to further bulk uh, up its uh, up up its con- up to further bulk up its content in a battle against other streaming giants uh, such as Netflix, Disney, and uh, Amazon. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a fun new venture. More things to pay for on a monthly basis. Well, I think the more the better because I think you know we we cannot settle for just three streaming uh, 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 companies. The more the better because I'm getting bored of Netflix. Amazon, sometimes they have interesting stuff, but uh, mostly not. Disney, I don't, I don't, I'm not a member of Disney, but uh, I think the more the better. We need more, we want more, we deserve more. That's what we've got to be saying to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also want more, but I want it for cheaper. Like, I don't want to be paying 10 euros to every freaking streaming company out there. Like, the next thing you know, you're spending 60, 60 euros a month on TV. But, but think about it. The, the, the limitivity is, is limitless. It's unlimited. It's, you know, it's, you can watch whatever you want. You know, it's, why pay for a subscription for, for example, DSTV and watch repeated stuff where you can pay 10 euros for Amazon, 10 euros for Netflix, 10 euros for uh, this new um, AT&T service. And it's, you know, it's just an unlimited content. I think that's terrific. But that's just my view on it. Um, what else in the news? Um, the Queen's favorite pedophile son, Prince Andrew, has been removed uh, from almost 50 organizations, uh, reports the Sunday Telegraph. Now, it's believed that uh, the charities he's involved with um, uh, involve him working with children, and uh, the organizations feel it's not appropriate to continue their associations with him. So they've uh, finally woken up three years after all of these, uh, no, two years after these allegations have come out. That he's a yeah, it's been a while. Mm. So good, good on but these yes, uh, organizations. I agree. Mm-hmm. Kick him out. Yes. And um, lastly, in the um, in the news, um, Jacob Zuma's corruption trial was adjourned uh, today, shortly after the court opened. Uh, Zuma's lawyers uh, are applying for the lead state prosecutor to stand down on undisclosed grants, uh, whilst a postponement is allowed uh, for their request to be prepared. I don't think this guy's ever going to go to jail. But presidents never go to jail. Like, no one is rich and powerful. Well, I guess in America they've tried a few, but, like, uh, presidents never go to jail. Donald Trump also never go to jail for all the things he's been accused of, so... Of course. Of course. And what's what's really annoying about this is that he's just... He he is just wasting the taxpayers' money. That's all he's doing. Which is really sad. Are we paying for his legal case? Well, who else is paying for it? (laughs) Zuma? I don't think so. Now, um, guess guess who was also there? Take a guess. Who who do you think was also there? Uh, Cyril Ramaphosa. Uh, no. Um, Ace Magashulu was also there. Ah, uh, he was he was he was my second guess. Well, he's also facing trial for playing a key role in a two hundred million rand contract 
um, that was supposedly it was supposedly to remove asbestos from disadvantaged homes in in the Freistaat. Well, he took the time from his busy schedule of um, hiding from the police to uh, support Zuma. Uh, Magoshulu said that uh, Zuma must be supported at all times. As ANC leaders, that's how we were brought up in the ANC. Now, uh, furthermore, uh, several, uh, several other senior ANC figures accused of corruption rallied outside the court to support the former president. I mean, if the police really wanted to arrest these cronies, they had, they had the perfect opportunity to, to do that today, but they didn't. But I mean, police can't just go and arrest people willy-nilly. That's unfortunately not how the legal system works. No, no. I mean, in, if they if they arrested them before because Magashula's hiding from the police, he would never have gone. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have taken the time out of his busy day from from hiding from the police to go a, a, and support Jacob Zuma. So. There you go. But, of course, you know, because this is the ANC, you know, this will just continue, 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 continue. Anyway, that's uh, everything that's happened in the news. Uh, what, have you, what have you got planned for the rest of this week? Very uh, week, I'm doing internship, like I said. So I'm uh, being hella creative and exploring and doing all sorts of crazy stuff all the time. So I have a full week of action-packed activities lined up. Nice. It's always nice when you're busy because that's when the week also goes very quick. So that's also a I mean, very good just, thing. Yeah, it goes quickly, but it feels like your time, you've spent your time in a worthwhile way. So that's mm. also nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a nice feeling too. Good. Very good. Uh, I've got a more sort of busy-ish week. Um, so, yeah, I'm just keeping myself busy with the other job that I do. And that's about it. Um, yes, I think this is going. This is not going to be the last you hear from Bill Gates. I'm pretty sure we'll be back on Friday. There's going to be more stories uh, uncovered. So we're going to have to just wait and see. All right, everybody. Uh, have a good week. I'm sure you guys are all caught up from the weekend. And um, yes, have a good week, uh, Lianka. And um, we yeah, will, we'll chat on Friday in the studio. Yeah, I'm excited as well. And uh, yeah, you must also have a nice week, man. Good luck with all the work you have to do. Yes, and uh, yes, likewise to you too. <laughs> Thanks, man. Bye. Goodbye. Have a nice week. <laughs>